Hello and welcome to Financial Education for Nation. My name's Warren Shute and today, your country needs you. Supporting UK PLC. Okay, um, welcome. How are you all doing today? Hope you're well, enjoying the weather. Um, football mania is probably over by the time you listen to this, um, but it certainly got the UK in good spirits. Um, and uh, hey, UK PLC, what's it all about? So I am an optimist by nature. I'm definitely a half glass full kind of guy. When I look back at the last sort of 18 months or so with the pandemic, I kind of look and say, okay, well, it's been treacherous for so many people, but what good can I take from this? What is there that I can take from this? And I think that gives us lessons then in life that allows us to go on and constantly improve, have this acronym CANI that came from um, training with Tony Robbins, which is constant and never ending improvement. So just looking at ways of tweaking things to get a little bit better. Um, so I personally no longer commute to London. I used to go to London fairly regularly, probably weekly, depends on what time of year it was, it would be often sometimes regularly during the week and then other times I would maybe go every other week or something like that but on average say once a week going out to London um, I no longer do that I work remotely um, and remote working has become the norm uh, it gives me so much more time with my family and my friends at home which I'll be honest I love uh, if I look at it less selfishly I look at my staff my team um, they all work remotely we have like a rotation system coming in the office but most of the week they're at home um, and they work brilliantly at home. I would probably say productivity in the business has gone up, not gone down. Um, and they're happier. Um, I'm obviously happier because the clients are happier. So that's another win-win that's come from um, this pandemic. I was dead against remote working prior to the pandemic. I tell anyone that um, for a new number of reasons. Uh, and it was forced upon me. I had to embrace it. Um, and like anything in life, we embraced it fully and we try to put systems in, well, we didn't try, we put systems in place um, and it's worked really, really well. I'd probably say now I pause more, I give time and consideration to things, whereas before I was probably a, a train of 100 miles an hour trying to do a million and one things. Now I choose things more carefully. I say no to more things and I spend more time talking to people. So, you know, I'm very conscious of now of how quickly life can change. And i be honest, since my good friend Kevin passed away, that's really hit home to me as well. How in a heartbeat, you know, you could be on a completely different trajectory trajectory in life. Um, and that's heartbreaking, you know, especially if you haven't lived life to the full. Um, I love doing these podcasts. I don't earn money from them, but I get lots of um, uh, good feedback from people when they've said, thank you, that helped me. That really changed. I did this, I did this. And that's why I do them, you know, so it, it feels good inside for doing it, doing it for the right reasons. So, you know, taking note of life and doing things more intentionally rather than more routinely or automatically for me um, really made life a bit more uh, meaningful. And I wouldn't have done that, I don't think, if the pandemic hadn't have come around. Um, but when I took my first trip to London since November 2019, so I went away in um, December 19, and then when we came back, the pandemic broke. Um, so I took my first trip, uh, my last trip to London in November 19, um, and I went back this week, um, or should I say last week, um, to London, 
And I was shocked how quiet it was. I was really shocked. We sat on the train. There was plenty of space on the train. Um, before I went down, I was able to book my hotel easily, uh, the restaurant easily. Um, and it was just mind-boggling to me. Um, when we sat in the hotel, I just have to talk to people. I enjoy people's conversations. And I was talking to the manager and he said, we have 70 rooms full today. And this time, normally, going back a few years, there'd be 700 rooms full. Um, the hotel was cheap. I got discounts and it was a good hotel. And I just look and think, wow, that's just immense. Um, I walked on Regent Street with my wife and there was gaps between me and the people in front of me and all around me. There was no shoulder to shoulder. I wasn't hustling and bustling people. And we went into shops and it was empty. I'll say they were fairly empty. It was all almost spookily. Now, don't get me wrong. There were people on the street. I'm not saying it's deserted, okay? But if you heard me down Regent Street a couple of years ago, you will know that you were walking shoulder to shoulder with people, people pushing in front of you, stuff like that. It's a shopping area. There was at least um, two meters, maybe more, in front of me and the next person. And obviously people passed you, but there weren't people around you. It was great. Selfishly, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic because I had all the benefits, um, but without the downsides. You know, I was able to book my restaurant uh, that I wanted to go to. It's a really good restaurant um, without lots of planning in advance. We literally booked it the night before. Um, and it was easy. It was easy. Now... What does this mean? What does it? Why am I telling you this? What does this mean to you? Now, you know, it, it, these businesses will income will be down significantly. If you look at the hotel, normally seven hundred rooms down to seventy. Why international tourists? There's no one allowed into the country. You know, the Americans aren't letting uh, the Americans into the UK because we're red. We're high risk for them. The Australians aren't coming over. The Chinese aren't coming over, and these people spend money. And remember, one person's spending is another person's income. So when you spend money, that then produces an income for the other person. Now, that other person then spends their income, don't they? Okay, and then that produces an income for the other person. It is a, a chain-linked reaction. Now, you can't sit there and say, it doesn't affect me. I'm not in retail. I'm not in um, tourism or leisure or travel. Because that person working in that hotel might then have a bank account what the the bank that you work with or take loans out with the bank that you work with or might take insurance out with a company that you work for or buy clothes in the shop that you um, sell clothes through or whatever it might be eat in the restaurant that you work in or you own you know and if they don't earn the money then they can't do those things and if they can't do those things that means you don't earn the money and this is why it's a chain reaction. And I think sometimes it's important just to take a moment just to understand that the uh, the link, the intricacies of one man's spending is another man's income, or person's income, we should say. And it's linked that way through society. So when we aren't having the tourists come over from other countries, wherever it might be, Europe, America, Australia, China, Japan, they're not spending money. So if they're not spending money, those people in our UK are not earning money and therefore they have less money to spend. So you earn money. Um, and it lo locks on, don't worry, you're not the end of the road. It go, your spending then affects other people. Down right. And it's a vicious cycle, as it were. So <clears throat> if you haven't booked 
a holiday yet this year in the UK, you probably will now struggle to get somewhere. Um, my wife did a search, and I think the only places she could get a hotel was in Premier Inns. Okay, and this is on all the sort of typical sort of coastal towns around the country. Now, nothing wrong with Premier Inns, but it's not the sort of place you put it at the top of the list to go um, for a, a holiday vacation, holiday location. Um, and then she put in London, and it was she was inundated. There was like loads of hotels in London she could choose. And what I sort of said to people is, hey, look, we live in a country that attracts more overseas visitors, probably, I'd argue, than many other countries around the world. And it's a fantastic city, London. So why don't we back UK PLC this year and actually say, well, okay, well, I'm going to go and take a holiday in London. Now, don't get me wrong, you probably don't want to take two weeks in London. There's not that, oh, I'm sure there is, but you might find it hard to entertain yourself for two weeks in London. But things are on discount down there. The hotels are cheaper than they've ever been, I believe, I've ever noticed. Um, and you can shop around and there's so much to do with the museums are free and sites and open top buses and things. And you then support UK PLC. But it's not just London, if I'm honest. There are so many amazing, great cities in the UK that you could do a city break in the UK and just travel around the UK and do city holidays. Now, I'm not here to tell you how to take your holiday. What I'm trying to do is just say to you that um, the economy is interlinked. And if we save up our money and just spend it overseas, then we're not really supporting UK PLC. And the gov UK government has supported most of us in the society not everyone i respect that but so many of us with the furlough scheme and the um, self-employed income support scheme and the bounce back loans the other loans and even if you weren't supported directly maybe your employer was supported which enabled them to keep you on or keep trading at the level they're at so it's almost a case of okay we're not getting um um, protectionist here we're not trying to just say okay we're never going to spend money overseas but it's a case okay look we need to boost the UK economy to make sure we go through to the next stage of our recovery okay now when I returned home on the train I normally get the train into London it's just more convenient I can do work and stuff on it um, I got into a taxi on my journey home I started talking to the driver and that was his first month back he come back in the beginning of that month first month back since a year ago and I was like, wow. He said, but what you don't understand is there was no work for us to do because the knock-on effect of home working, I said my staff like to work at home, they enjoy it, but the knock-on effect of home working is we weren't picking people up, taking them to work. So apparently some people get taxis to work, uh, which shocked me. Um, but yeah, we weren't getting taxi work, going people to work. The bars were closed, so people weren't getting picked up from bars in the evening. Um, people weren't commuting to London. Okay, yeah, I was a community in London. So he had, there was no work. He said it was like a ghost town and it just wasn't worth him going in. So he signed himself off for a year. Well, I don't know how he afforded to do that financially, but um, that's what he told me he did. But, um, and he's just come back and he said it's very, very quiet. So the, 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 the message behind today's recording really is not so much that, hey, go out and um, uh, take a taxi and go shopping in London is more of a case of, hey, look, just have a conscious think of what of these things do we enjoy, okay? So UK high street retail was on the decline pre-pandemic. Um, it was announced a couple of weeks ago that Gap in the UK was closing all its stores, only going online. Um, 
if we don't want to lose our high street retailers, if we still enjoy shopping on the high street retailers, then we need to use them. Because if we don't use them, they'll just go either online or if we're lucky or if we're unlucky, they'll close altogether. And this is going back to basic economics. One man's spending is another man's income in just really supporting um, UK PLC. Same as the taxi drivers. If we don't use the taxi drivers, um, then they will go out of business before we even know it. It's um, you know shopping local, local, spending our pounds, local firms supports our economy, supports our local econ- economy. So if we have a high street butchers or news agents or whatever it might be, using them, spending money with them supports them. Then hopefully in turn they'll spend their money. We don't spend all our money locally; it kind of trickles out, but it then supports our local being UK as opposed to global economies. So it is essential at this time we take note and organize our finances and have a look at what we've got coming in and going out and just making a plan of what the next period of time is going to look like. Um, I personally believe and I have no crystal ball so this isn't a projection of what's going to happen this is my opinion most people have opinions some people sit on the fence and say I don't know what's going to happen and that's the truth really we don't know with certainty but I believe that the next two three years particularly are going to be a very buoyant vibrant time in the economics in finance so with the stock market booming in part the reason behind that is because there's a lot of pent-up spending lots of people have lots of cash particularly wealthy people because they were less affected uh, by the downturn they have lots of cash on deposit they want to go on holiday i was just literally emailing someone the other day they've recently retired they're really desperate to go back to their place in in spain and they're not able to they're desperate to go out spending and they've all the pandemics also made them appreciate how short life can be so they want to make sure they get these um experiences in before it's too late so there's going to be lots of spending once we've just seen lots of countries change to amber once the um free trade and the not free trade sorry free travel opens up and we're able to travel into the united states australia and far east and stuff i think we're going to see a real surge of spending globally um but i i personally think we're a, a probably about a year away um ironically before that really happens i don't think that's going to happen in the next three or four months at least six or 12 months before that kind of thing that kind of spending happens and then once that boom sort of happens um you know i i think there's going to be a big boom in the stock market and stuff like that so um after that no idea economics will work economics 101 one man's spending is another man's income the economy will keep carry on growing it'll have his ebbs and flows and stuff but over the short term i think it's quite a buoyant time so that's the message for today just you know take heed have a look at your spending get yourself organized financially get a plan in place we got the truth about money cash flow tool coming to warrenshoot.com very soon um once that's live key data into that and uh, use it as best you can get yourself a financial plan um thank you very much for your time please continue to send your messages in and until next time take care If you haven't yet subscribed to my channel, please do so. There's a great number of back issues to go through. And remember, what makes us different on your financial journey is the support with access to downloads and templates on warrenshoot.com, the YouTube videos and podcasts, as well as access to me, a multi-award winning certified financial planner and certified international coach. So please do engage and let's get your finances sorted together.